Hi, this is Gary Owen from the Going YouTube channel. You're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor, and we are back for another week. But before we get started, let's hear a word about our sponsor, Zents NC. Yes, Zents NC is an upcoming YouTuber. But it's great for some in four years about Naughty and NASCAR Heat 5, which are really good. So I really recommend you go check it out. And we all know what breaks or breaks or you, what makes or breaks your YouTuber is their editing and audio. And he's great at both of those. So make sure you go check him out. His links will be in the top of the description below. Go follow him on Twitter and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Great guy, great YouTuber. And if you haven't heard already, he came on the show for an interview a couple weeks ago, so go check that out as well. That being said, Connor, there's no race to recap this week. We're in the middle of the two-week-long, well, technically three weeks between races, um, Olympic break. Um, so, yeah. Not much racing on right now. None at all, really, except for local short track stuff. And how are you holding out, Connor? Good. Uh, Sunday came around. I'm like, I'm ready for a race today. And then I looked, and there's the Olympics on. But um, it's been fun to watch the Olympics. It's fun running for Team USA. And I'm, I'm really hope and glad to see USA doing well, uh, medal-wise. And hope, hope all the athletes over there are doing well. Yeah. We have someone from our school in the Olympics. Connor, you knew that, right? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the Olympics, um, it, it brings up the question, and I'm sure this question gets asked every time the Summer Olympics roll around, but is there any way that motorsports could be in the Olympics? It would be very difficult because there are so many different disciplines across the world, and it'd be very difficult to choose, although I would think the most likely would be like a, a road racing thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think there's going to be, if it does happen, which I, there's a possibility for this to happen. There's always a possibility for everything to happen. And if this were to happen, I would either see a road course or like a short dirt type track in in um, in an arena or something like that. Um, I wouldn't see like any like the big speedways. Um, I, I would really think it would have to be a road course or a dirt track or a short track. And um, if you didn't know, a lot of the Olympic sports like basketball, swimming, uh, whatever, it usually has, you know, the prelims and the finals. So you got to qualify you get to go to the Olympics, you get to qualify to go to the finals. So there's like kind of two rounds, if you would say. So I would say if motorsports did go to the Olympics, it would be on a short track or a road course and the races would not be long. It would probably be like a 45 minute kind of like the SRX series where it's kind of like heat, uh, like really short races, nothing long, not two hours, maybe like an hour or so. And, uh, and, um, if you, there could be also like multiple races. Like if you had, you know, 10 races, they're all 30 minutes long. The winners move on to the finals. Something like that would, I would think that's what, how it would work if the Olympics did decide to, take motorsports in as a sport however you know 
I think one of the big roadblocks would be the car and figuring out what to use because, you know, because there are so many different disciplines and, you know, a lot of the world, I guess, would it would most likely be a, if it were to ever happen, which I personally don't think it is. I'm pretty sure there's a rule somewhere by the International Olympic Committee that says you cannot use motorized, like they, they do not include sports that have motorized things. However, I mean, skateboarding is in the Olympics for the first time. Baseball is back. I mean, they're always, always expanding the sports that they add. So I, I guess it's not totally out of the realm of possibility, but it would probably be an open wheel car just because that's what's most prevalent in the world. I mean, in terms of like uh, asphalt racing, would probably be on a, on a road course. But the thing you have to remember, Connor, like with the, the bike, the bike race, the road race, they just yes. put everyone in that. And I mean, granted that has like hundreds of riders, I think, and bikes are a lot smaller than race cars, but you could also have something where you just have one race depending on the size of the field. Yeah, and I can see that. And then I, I agree with the open wheel cars. I think that would be really the only choice. Um, but uh, I'm just really thinking about, well, you would have drivers that aren't necessarily used to the certain car they would be using if it's open wheel, which a lot of drivers NASCAR have used open wheels before. But I just I just think it's such a far thing from happening and it, it would really need the sport NASCAR to really like even NASCAR itself just to get more popular. Um and just I just think it's a really far idea and I really don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. I think I think the most likely way it could happen would be something like a go-kart where yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like a high-speed go-kart, so not like a full-on F1 or Indy car, but so that would benefit other foreign drivers. But and before we close this topic, I think uh, the logistics would be really weird. Like you probably wouldn't want to have anything that would require them to, to pit the car because then that would, I don't know, unless you make it a team sport. Um, because otherwise, I, I, I don't know, that would just open a whole can of worms. So it would definitely have to be short races. But um, one last thing before we end this, if they had to make, say it was like a, a two-person team per country, so kind of like F1 where each team has two cars in the race, who would be the two drivers you'd pick from Team USA? Well, you'd have to think about a couple of things. Would they be willing to do it? And would, you know, would they be willing to do it? And would, like, would it be a good choice for Team USA to have them? And the one driver I definitely could see doing it would be Chase Elliott. I just feel like since he's the most popular driver for NASCAR and then he's willing to do these other series like he did SRX the other week, um, that would be one guy I think it would have to be earlier in the Olympics who would be able to come back. Um, and get ready for the second half for the season, kind of second half of this season. But I could see Chase Elliott, and then I could see um, this is a tough one. Well, remember that I could also, it's, it's not NASCAR, not just NASCAR. Yeah, I know. I, I could see 
then I'm saying, I'm like, I can see like a guy. Ugh. Representing June Team USA. You know, I can see one of the, I, I don't think they'll be able to get like a big star name from like a sport. So I can see them going to like, 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 um, like a Argus series or whatever and grabbing a guy from there. But I don't know. It's, there's so many options and I, I just, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to see. I, so I have a list of IndyCar drivers who, and their nationalities here. Joseph Newgarden, two-time IndyCar champion. I think he would be a great pick. Uh, Alexander Rossi, also American, would be a good pick. And uh, Colton Herta, he's been really fast this year. Um, Connor Daly, Ryan Hunter-Ray. I mean, you have Jimmy Johnson, but he's not been too great at those but then um, I would have to wonder if, if Tony Stewart wouldn't turn down a, a request to go. Like, if, if they were to say, like, in the next Olympics, like the 2024 Olympics will have some form of motorsport, I would not be surprised if Tony Stewart was on that team. Yep, he really likes to get around. <laughs> that would be some sort of I, – I still would love to see him try and get into a, a Formula One car someday. I don't know yeah. what it would take because I know that, that you have to do a lot to get that, um, to get qualified, certified to do that. But um, it's, it, I, I think it would be interesting to see him pull that off. He's an IndyCar champion. Did you know that? I did. Crazy. SRX, he's won SRX, IROC, NASCAR, and IndyCar championships. Insane. Probably plus a whole bunch of uh, dirt track racing stuff. Some other news. Uh, this week sounds like a lot of drivers really like this two-week vacation. And so they're saying it, it should happen every year. Now, typically, I think they get an off week after the 4th of July race. Mm-hmm. But um, this week, mm-hmm. I mean... As long as it's in, like if they were to do it again next year, as long as it's not something where like it's the same time as all the other series, like as long as F1 and IndyCar were still going, I think that would be a lot better than right now where it's everything is shut down because of the Olympics. So we shall see. We shall yes. see. Any other news this week, Connor? I feel like yeah. there's... we're doing a giveaway. Oh, yes, that that's some yeah, big news. That, yeah, that's some big news. We are doing our second giveaway ever, I think. Yeah. So we are giving away a signed Chase Briscoe hero card, a signed Martin Trucks Jr. card. Baseball card size, like baseball, yeah, baseball card, card but size. not baseball card. And two Sunoco Racing stickers. And... This is a big giveaway, and it's going to be – you have to go over to our Twitter. It is pinned to our profile. First tweet you'll see when you click on our profile. To enter, make sure you're following us on Twitter. You have to retweet the tweet that explains the giveaway. It's the pinned tweet. And tag one friend in the comments. The winner will be picked this Saturday, July 31st. If yep. you want to see the – if you want to see pictures of what we're giving away, the – 
baseball card size, Martin Shook's signature, and Chase Briscoe's signature. There's two pictures in that tweet, so go look them out. We already have like 32 entries, so um, there's really? a chance to get. Yeah, we have already 32 entries, so there's a chance for you guys to get some really good autographs. Um, we just got these at Pocono, so um, we can we can certify that they're legit. Although we don't have pictures of them signing it, we can uh, we can confirm. They, they signed it right in front of us. So, yeah, um, we were right there, handed it to them. They signed it. So, um, they are official and you're getting them for free. So, um, make sure you enter the giveaway is a no brainer chance to win two good, really good NASCAR drivers and two stickers to come along with it. But, uh, make sure you enter that the deadline to enter is I'm going to have give you guys the whole entire day, Saturday, July 31st. So, I'll mention, I'll announce the winner on. August Sunday. 1st I'll get to, to let you guys get that entire day uh, to enter yep and then of course as soon we'll mail it as soon as we get we'll dm the winner so keep your dms open um if you've entered or when you enter uh we'll dm you and get your mailing address so we can ship it to you yeah and if we can't get in touch with you we'll give you like a week or two to get in touch but if we can't get in touch with you we're gonna kind of have to give it to someone else so Let's Make say sure a week. Me. So um, we'll announce the winner. And if we haven't heard anything and DM you, um, and then if we haven't heard a single word from you, um, then uh, tough cookies. Yeah, that would suck. But just keep your DMs open. Share it with friends and family because if they win too, they'll probably just give it to you. So make sure your family is entered too. So. It's, it's really a no-brainer, and it's a great chance to win uh, some really good autographs. Yep. All right, so with that being said, we don't really have any more news. It's a very quiet week. So with that being said, let's move on to our second segment in which we will talk about some surprising and some uh, not surprising, or some Good surprises and bad surprises this season among the driver field. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. We made this second segment on this week's show where we have a really fun segment. Um, we're going to be naming our five most surprising drivers this year and our five most disappointing drivers this year. They're not in any sort of order. They're just the five guys that we think that were surprised, surprised us and the five that have disappointed us to this point so far. So where should we begin, Ethan? Well, I mean, I feel like we're going to have doubles. So maybe we should just together pick five or maybe six so we can each pick three. So, um, yeah, we'll do six. We'll start with the not surprising. So, Connor, who's your first um, disappointing driver this year? My first disappointing driver this year has to be Denny Hamlin. And it's not because he's in – that's – I know he's the leader in the points as of now, but it's, it's disappointing that he has, doesn't have a win yet. He goes from – what felt like 15 wins last year to not having a single one. And it's, I know he's done great uh, point wise, 
But in this day and age of NASCAR, it's all about the wins. He has a chance to not make them playoffs this year. And that's generally because he doesn't win. And he's been so close and just hasn't come through yet. And it's starting to get disappointing that he can't pull one of these off. I'm sorry, Connor, but that's an ice cold take. And that's exactly why NASCAR still thinks fans want this stupid playoff system because we say drivers without wins are disappointing. I think Denny Hamlin is still having a great year. If he misses the playoffs, then it's a problem and then it's a disappointment. But right now, he's still in the points lead. And so anyone who's leading the points cannot be a disappointment. Now, listen, Kevin, listen, listen, listen. I didn't say. He was. I didn't say. I said he's a disappointment because he's racing in a day and age where wins are the only thing that matter at this point, and he doesn't have wins, and that's why it's disappointing because he's been so close and he should have wins, but he can't pull through. I guess, but still, I I don't agree with you. He has not had a disappointing season. Um, I have Kevin Harvick. Because he is not leading the points. He's not been much of a factor. I mean, sure, he's racked up top tens. He's tied for the league lead in top tens. But he doesn't he, – he is very close to elimination. Very close. Can we just name uh, Stuart Haas Racing as a whole is disappointed? Because I think every driver on that team has really disappointed. Yeah. I mean, we can do that. Does that count as one or as four? I guess it counts as four. Yeah, well, we should do a couple more. Let's each pick one more then. Well, let's quickly go over Stuart House Racing. So Kevin Harvick, of course, is still the best driver there, but disappointing. Doesn't have a win. And then you have Eric Emerald, who has a win. But other than his past New Hampshire win, he has been trash. He has not – he's had a horrible, horrible year. Nothing's good. He has one win, and it was a good win, but other than that, it's been horrible. Chase Briscoe, we all thought, would be rookie of the year. Well, he well, still I think will be. I think Ross Chastain's going to run for his money now. Ross Chastain isn't a rookie, though. Ross has run too many races. He ran, like, almost a oh, full season. Oh, he doesn't clarify as a rookie? I don't think so. Okay, so clarified as a rookie. But anyway, Chase Briscoe has just, like, not done anything. Like, he's non-existent in races. You don't see him. Like, Clint Boyer last year, I know SRH as a whole is taking a step back, but, like, I just thought he would be better than what he was. And then Cole Custer needs to get out of the Cup Series. He cannot do anything productive. I I mean, the only time you see him is when he's wrecked into the inside of the wall. Just a week ago, I think you were saying they need to give him more time, Connor. I Mm. swear you were saying that. That was like a couple weeks ago, and at this point, well, I said that because they have no other option. Like, who else are they going to bring up? But, um, yeah, they're in a sticky situation. Yeah. All right, so my last disappointment, I'm not going to say Bubba because he's been better lately, and also he's just kind of – he's not been good or bad. Um, I'm going to go with Eric Jones. He is running worse than that car did with uh, Bubba Wallace last year, I'm pretty sure. And uh, Eric Jones has a much better track record than Bubba Wallace has. Um, yeah, he's 25th in points. Bubba last year finished 22nd. Of course, things can change. But Eric Jones 
he he has not done himself any favors this year. None at all. I mean, that's an RCR-affiliated cart. You know who else is? Trackhouse. And you know who's beating them in the standings? Trackhouse. And you know who actually looks promising right now? Trackhouse. Oh. <laughs> Connor, you were supposed to answer that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he's just... I mean, what... I'm sure what what was supposed to happen was that he would go in and pull that equipment, make it run better than it has, and, and prove that he's still worthy of a top-tier ride, and he has not done that. He might have killed his career this year. He very well might have. And so I, I think it's a very disappointing year for him and that team. Of course, they do technic- they do have 15 races to turn it around, but I just don't see them doing it. Yeah, and I was going to go with Bubba, but Bubba, of course, was just kind of overhyped. Now I'm going to go with Matthew Benedetto. This has been a really disappointment the whole entire time he's been at Wood Brothers, especially this year. Pretty, pretty much he's not going to make the playoffs unless he has a win. He has two top fives, five top tens, and one stage win in 22 starts with a Penske-affiliated team. That's not good. And Ryan Blaney, when he was there, drove it probably uh, drove his equipment, but Matt Benedetto can't be driving this bad in that type of equipment, and it's it's been a disappointment for that team and where he is right now. And um, as you said, it doesn't arrive for next year, and his career could be on the way out. So uh, we all love Matt Benedetto. Hope for the best for him, but uh, it's been a di- disappointment season uh, for that 21 team and Matt Benedetto. Ryan Blaney managed to take that card to the playoffs and into the round of eight in 2017. Now, Paul Menard, DiBenedetto, to his credit, is running better than Paul Menard did in that car. And he's gonna, he's already surpassed him in top fives and top tens over two seasons than Menard had in two seasons. But it's so, you know, and when you look at it that way, it's like Paul Menard had a very nice career, you know. Stuck around for a long time. Of course, I'm sure his his sponsorship didn't hurt. But, I mean, there is a place in the sport for those Matt Benedettos, those Eric Almirola's who are just kind of there. And, I mean, they're not going to tear up equipment. You know what I mean? So, I think Benedetto still deserves a, a ride in, this, in the Cup Series, a decent one. But I think he's shown that he – cannot perform in a top-tier ride. Yes. All right, let's move on to some of our pleasant surprises this season. Connor, you want to start that one off? Yeah, and I think the number one surprise has been track outs. Um, yes. The 99 car in Daniel Suarez has come a long way. He looked like his career was on the way out before he came to track house, had really revived his career. I think it was good for him to be the main focus focus and now they're gonna have a two-car team next year they bought Chip Ganassi they've been doing really well and they're one of the up-and-coming teams in the sport and it's gonna be really fun to watch you know Suarez has only 20 he only has one top five three top tens and 22 starts but he's really been fast there's a lot of tracks and I think the best one was at Bristol Dirt when he like led like half the laps and was competing there competing for a win there so I think track has been the biggest surprise is outrun the other new team at 23x1. So I, I think it's I think it's 
they're a really good surprise and um, they're going to be a team team to watch out for in the future. I completely agree with you there. It's, it is going to be interesting to watch that team and they have been very, very impressive so far this season. Um, just from a consistency standpoint too, it's not like their, their top fives, top five and their top tens are, are from flukes. It's they've run well all race and, and gotten into those. And there've been multiple, they have lots of top 15s as well. Top 20s. So I completely, whew, sorry. I completely agree with you there. And uh, my first pleasant surprise is the 34 car of Michael McDowell because <laughs> what? What? What are you surprised about a fluke one at Daytona? No, I'm surprised about his other top fives and top tens. Someone's been picking favorites at this point. I'm not picking favorites because I think Alex Bowman has also been a pleasant surprise. I did not think he would do this well. Well, yeah, because last year you had him being a first round exit. In the I know. I know. He's really stepped up his game, but the reason for McDowell is not as much his Daytona 500 win because we we all know those it's a super speedway win and so they can they should be taken with a grain of salt although it does still take some skill to win those things um, but you know he that equipment has gotten a lot better it really has and I think the fact that McDowell's run so well this year I would I forgot Alfredo for the um, disappointment list but I think he deserves to be on there as well because he's just been awful this year um but you know I I do think McDowell that team has really improved they've done a lot better than I thought they would I thought that he would do okay and with the road courses that he might be able to sneak a couple top tens there but I mean he was he led some laps at Pocono um he, he was he, he's run well at other places. He should have had a top 10 at Sonoma. I mean, he's having a better year than both of them, um, Ryan Newman, which is no small feat. And his stats are comparable to that of the, the Roush Fenway racing car of Chris Buescher as well. So that's why he's a pleasant surprise for me. And I know he's a pleasant surprise for a lot of other people. But think about it this way, Connor. Say he missed racing back to the line. Um against Chase Elliott, and Elliott won the Daytona 500. McDowell finished second. The caution flies a couple seconds later, right? Then, right yeah. now, we would be talking about, wow, Michael McDowell is still in the top 20 in points. He's a fringe playoff threat. Am I wrong? Got a good point there. I mean, he was in... Even we, I Even I thought that he would fall out of the top 16 in points within 10 races. But I think, I mean, he didn't fall out of the top 16 for good until um, after Pocono. The first time he was out of the top 16, well, he was out of the top 16 points once at Richmond, but then he jumped back in. Um, So the first time he really fell out of the top 16 in points was after Pocono won. So, True. I mean, he's had a really impressive season. Yeah, and my other surprise is an HMS driver by the name of Kyle Larson. Um, yes. Who would have thought he had a – this past year has been crazy from using a word on an iRacing event that isn't appropriate to 
like 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 learning oh, about yeah. it and make himself like so he, he came from a spot that wasn't the best mr h gave him a new ri- uh, ride in the five car with really no sponsor and he has gone in an absolute tear he has really been the kind of the face of the face of nascar right now he has four wins he has 11 top fives 15 top 10s, 11 stage wins, and 22 starts. Who would have thought you got that? Who would he got thought that production out of him? And he took HendrickCars.com as a sponsor, which is Mr. H's company. And now he's going to get sponsored by them again because Mr. H has made so much money off of it. Great season. One of the more surprising drivers. Um, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and I think, don't get me wrong, we all expected him to do pretty good. We kind of saw that Hendrick was going to return to their former strength somewhat this year, but he has absolutely exploded onto the scene. It's been it's been incredible. My next driver will be, um, I want to pick both, but I'm going to go with Austin Dillon because he's been so consistent this year. He's been... He's been one of the, I mean, he's always there. I mean, he's not competing for top fives, but he's like, he's been so consistent this year. He's been top 20 pretty much every race. He's already got, um, he, he has a lot less top tens than his teammate, but he's, he's, he has five less top tens, same amount of top fives as his teammate, Tyler Reddick, yet they're only four points apart in the standings. That shows you just how consistent he's been. Because he, he's there every week. It's like he's in the top 15 every week, maybe not a top 10, but even like these are his finishes the last four weeks, 13th, 11th, 12th, and 17th. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yep. And, and so he, it's a shame that he's probably going to miss the playoffs here. At least one of the RCR cards are going to make the playoffs here because him and Reddick have been – phenomenally better than RCR has been the last couple of years. I mean, this, yes, this, I think this is Austin Dillon's best season in his career, even though he doesn't have the countable stats to back it up and he might miss the playoffs, but I mean, if he gets a win, gets into the playoffs, I mean that if an, whichever RCR car gets into the playoffs, I think they're a legitimate round of eight threat. A legitimate threat to get there. Austin Dillon almost did that last year in the playoffs. But I, I think they have the speed finally to compete and it's showing. Yeah, I was going to go with Alex Bowman as my other surprise. Of course, he has three wins, but hasn't been the most consistent driver. And I think someone else deserves a little bit more. And that's Chris Busher. He has been very good this year in the Roush Fenway equipment. He is currently 18th in the playoff picture, would be in the playoffs if it wasn't for the fluke wins like Eric Amaral has passed weekend. And maybe Michael McDowell, but um, he, he has been really good. He's currently 16th in driver points. Um, he has four top tens. He's a stage win and 22 starts. And I think he's just really outdriven his equipment. And um, it's been a fun year to watch. And I can't wait to see how it's going to be with him and him in the 17 and Brad in the six. Hopefully, hopefully don't. Hopefully they put some money into Busher's rides. I think both cars can end up being a playoff car. I think Busher is going to be an eventual championship contender. 
I really do. He he won an Xfinity championship. Every car he's driven in, he's exceeded the the equipment. And he's worked his way up from front row to JTG to the 17. And you can argue if they, if Roush, if I, and I fully expect Brad and Roush to, to hit the, the next gen car running and that they're going to vault themselves back into being a top team next year or, or when the, in the following seasons after this one. And I think Chris Busher will become a, a playoff, a, an, an annual playoff contender win contender and championship contender i really think he will yes and then i think just looking i'm looking at these the rest of the drivers here in the standings and i gotta give it to william byron because he is currently third in points he has he's tied for the second most top tens in the series one win eight top fives 14 top tens in a poll. He's been really, really good this year. He's been fantastic. And it's he's improved in leaps and bounds over his past couple of seasons. And I am so glad that Mr. H uh, had some patience with him. And it's really it's it's shiny. He's been he's been phenomenal this year. Connor, you got anything on that? Oh, I think HMS as a whole has hit it perfectly, and um, William Brown only has that one win. Teammates have more, but uh, every team in HMS deserves as a surprising team. If we didn't name uh, one surprise, I wouldn't put it that way. I think I think Larson and Byron have been better than we expected. Bowman a little bit so, and Elliot has ran about the same. Well, yeah, they just have so many wins, so I think that's what's the most surprising thing. Yes. All right. So that wraps up our not top five. I think we had ended up having like six and seven for them, but our surprising, our pleasant surprises, our unpleasant surprises this year, who's been disappointing, who's been surprisingly good. That'll wrap it up for this segment, Connor, unless you've got anything else. I do not. All right. So we will move on to the third segment in which we will talk about the schedule, some things we'd like to see added to it and maybe remove from it as well. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, joined as always by Connor. And we are back for the third and final segment of this week's show. You've made it this far. So, uh, Connor, what are we doing this segment? We are going to be talking about the schedule for next year. Um, the schedule is supposed to be re- released pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about some tracks we'd like to be added, some tracks we'd like to take an off the schedule, and uh, just, just thoughts on the NASCAR circuit as a whole. Okay. First of all, let's just clear the air here. Let's not talk about anything with Pocono or Dover because those are home tracks for us and that would be biased. Okay. Let's just say we want we'll, we'll keep those the same. We're not going to mess with those dates. Because if it were up to me, I'd want another Dover race back on the schedule because that would be another race I could go to. But, you know, nobody wants another Dover race if you're watching it on TV. Yes. So... 
I guess we don't have to be strict about this. So, I mean, what what are some things you want to see? We can just go back and forth. Nashville Fairgrounds. For next year? If possible, yeah. I don't think it'll happen next year. But I really like that to be added to the track. Yeah, and I think the SRX race showed that it can be done that they sold that place out and I would love to see it, but I think it would be very unwise to try and make that happen next year. I think the earliest it could happen would be 2023. Yeah. All right. So one of the things I would love to see is a playoff shakeup. I'd love to see them mess with the playoffs because as cool as this year's schedule was adding all these road courses and some new tracks, I want to see the playoffs get shuffled around. I think I, I, I would love to see, I want to see Talladega stay in there. I'd like to see Darlington stay, but, you know, maybe move some things around. I don't know exactly what I think. I would love to see them go away from Phoenix, maybe try and run the championship race at Las Vegas. I think that would be fun. Um, I don't know if you could pull off Martinsville because of the, the time of the year that it would be. You wouldn't want to have a snow delay, but a Martinsville finale would be a, a dream come true. That would just be amazing. So yeah. I think I would love to see them take a date away from Kansas, maybe add one back in for Bristol. So you still have, because they've said they're doing the dirt race again next year. So maybe have them... Um, still add another date for Bristol on the schedule. So you, you have the, the dirt race and then still have two normal Bristol races. So you have like, I don't know, the, a summer one and and then one in the playoffs later in the year. I think that would yeah. be really nice, nice to see because Bristol is easily the best track on the schedule right now. Um, and I would like to see them now, granted, we'll have to see how the Indianapolis road course race goes, but I kind of want to see them back on the oval. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I would love them to see it take like a road course off. I feel like it's been so many road courses and it's trying to get kind of out of hand. Um, I don't know what track they would kind of replace that with. I would kind of love to see another homestead. Homestead race, I think that's kind of like whether that be the fi- final and playoffs or what. But I, I would really like to see another homestead race. I think those are races, races are pretty cool with the different lines you could run. Love to see another homestead race. Um, I, I just would like to take a road course off. I don't know which one that would be. Um, but I will make the decision later after I see all the road courses ran. But I would love to see another super speedway in there, knowing they won't do that. But I love super speedway racing, so um, I, I would just love to see them take a road course, at least one off, because I feel like it's kind of out of hand at this point. I think, and, and this is a pipe dream. I don't think this has any chance of happening, but I think they could, they should make, and I, the reason why it's so hard, we always talk about bring more short, short tracks, bring more short tracks, bring more short tracks, and then the SRX goes out and shows all these amazing short tracks around the country. And we're like, why can't they go there? And the problem is those places don't have the amenities. And I think that NASCAR needs to bite the bullet, be like, okay, and just tell the teams, tell the fans, tell everyone, 
okay, we're going to have a weekend this year where you're not going to have everything you're used to. The garages are not going to be great. The, the amenities are not going to be great. We can do the best we can, but, and kind of make it like a throwback, make it another throwback style weekend where you go to some historic famous track, you go to Stafford, or you go to, um, well, we talked about the fairgrounds. You could go to the fairgrounds, although I think that place is getting upgraded and, and ready I, I fully believe that that place should be on the schedule in the next three years. But go somewhere and make it this spectacle. Go to somewhere in the middle of nowhere and maybe go back to IRP, Indianapolis Raceway Park, which that put on a great show for the SRX. I think actually that would be the best place to go. Or maybe the Milwaukee Mile. That would be a fantastic race. You could go up there and make it like almost a double header with the Road America race. Just go somewhere, go to a local short track, obviously that's long enough to to support a, a cup race that has stuff. But like the pit road, I mean, some of these places don't have great pit roads. I don't care. I mean, they obviously did fine with it with Bristol Dirt. So why can't you change the pit road uh, policy for another race too? So I would love to yeah. see them try and do that and add one of those to the schedule. If, if you don't want to make it a points race, make it the all-star race and try it out like they did with the, the numbers and the choose cone and the underglow lights a couple years ago at the all-star race. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the biggest concern about the schedule is I really want, really need there to be a road course taken off. I, I just feel like it's flooded. Yeah, I feel like that's my biggest complaint about the NASCAR circuit. I think my, I think the best thing NASCAR's ever done with the NASCAR circuit is put Daytona as the last regular season race. Yes, one hundred percent. The best thing they've ever done. You know what? Maybe that's how you get. Since there's a lot of people complaining about not having it Fourth of July, although I think having it Fourth of July at Road America is amazing, um, and that would be such an awesome ticket to get and go do that some year. But I think that would be how you'd get another super speedway race on the schedule. If you make you make a finale at Daytona for the regular season and you also bring move the Coke 400 to to Fourth of July week, weekend as well. So, I mean, that's that's a way you can make it happen, I guess. But. I agree with you. That was a great move. And for the road courses, I think the best, what I would love to see them do, keep the Roval, Sonoma, and Watkins Glen on the schedule. And Road America. So you have those four. And then you have a rotating one each year. So you go Dakota one year. Maybe occasionally you have – you. Put the Brickyard back on the Oval because as boring as that race is, I think it should still be on the Oval. Um, Or as boring as that race can be, although last year's race was pretty good. Um, But you put it back on the Indianapolis Oval and then you rotate between Coda. You can do the Daytona Road Course sometimes. You can put it on... You can try some other places too. I mean, you go to Mid-Ohio, that race always puts on a good show. There's a lot of places you could 
just shift it around to try new markets. And maybe if one sticks and if there's one that's really, really good and the fans love it, maybe you add it permanently to the schedule, but otherwise you just rotate it around and keep the, the four core ones. Those are the only ones that are permanently on the schedule. Yeah. I can also see them wanting to rotate. If they don't want to put the brickyard back on schedule, they can do it every other year where it's on the, yeah. uh, so I guess it's kind of like a square, but uh, the oval and then the and then the road course. I'm sorry, but I have to go here. Dover needs a second date. I'm sorry, I couldn't keep it in anymore. Dover, it's not because I wouldn't go there. It's just a great race. You think Dover is a great race? Yes, I do think it's a great race, and it's not because Alex Weber won. I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of tracks would get better races if they didn't put the 550 package on there. But, you know, I mean, for the drivers... I think I'm... Dover Dover needs a second date, and these other tracks, someone needs, like... Take one away from Kansas. Yes, for Dover. Perfect. Great example. Put, put Dover back in the playoffs in place of Kansas. Yes. Easy. Yes, agree. Easy. Yep, totally agree. Although, however, the thing you have to remember is that Nashville Super Speedway is basically what took up uh, Dover's date. So, I mean... Dover's better than Nashville. I wouldn't say that. Nashville was good. Nashville was a good race this year. If Dover took Kansas' spot, you would have to have Dover not be where Kansas is right now because it would be Dover than Martinsville, which can't happen. So I'll say you. Oh yeah, because of the temperature. Yeah, and so I say you. It takes Kansas a spot, but you mix it around and maybe flip it with, maybe put. Maybe put Talladega there. I like having. I like having the. I like having Talladega in the round of twelve because it means if someone sneaks through, like if you have a year like this, right. Yes. where we've had a lot of surprise winners and say we get someone like Chastain or something make his way like some some other mid-pack guy not not top team guy win and make it into the playoffs then our prediction for who goes out in the first round would be McDowell, Almarola, Bell and whoever else whoever the, yeah. the last wild card guy is and then i mean Odds are one of them will sneak in someone, some power, some top team driver like Byron and Blaney last year will have a bad round and, and slip out. And then just like that, you have a chance for Michael McDowell to make, or, or Eric Almarola or Ross Chastain to make the round of eight. And so that's why I like having Talladega and the Roval in the same round because it creates so many wild card races that you have a chance of something truly crazy happening. Yes, totally agree. But yeah, Dover, putting Dover back in the playoffs would be fun. I have fond memories of that race. I remember illegally streaming the 2014 Dover race and watching Jeff Gordon win. Those are some good times. Yeah. <laughs> good times indeed. All right, Connie, you got anything else for this? Besides, I do not. Maybe we don't need Bristol Dirt. Nope. All right, so you want to close it out? 
Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. Make sure you go enter our giveaway. It's a no-brainer. Pin tweet on our Twitter profile. Go over there. Enter it. Um, Got to enter it by this Saturday. Have the whole day. Uh, Make sure you go check out our sponsors on Tennessee's links that are in the description, top of the description. Other than that, hope you guys enjoyed. And we'll see you next week on the Quip It podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll the preview next week, but you won't be there, right, Connor? Yes, I will not be there. I'm going on a two-week vacation. So thank you, guys. I'll be back in three weeks. Ethan will be here. You'll probably have guests on. So yeah, I'll probably get someone to come on. Yeah. Yes. All right. See you next week. Thank you for listening.